Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston, how are you this evening? Ooh, doing good. good. Doing super. It's getting warm. It's almost warm enough where you'll get out and play. Almost. I know. I, I mean, I did go out and putt and practice, and that was a blast. Shipper, I do have snow on my lawn right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> who knows? This weekend, it should be good enough. It'll be gone. Yeah. And get out and play this weekend. Um, yeah. Putting. So I went down and played. Ooh. Did I, uh, yeah, oh, we, I, we talked. Because I thought we did it after my first first round. Yeah, your first round. We just don't have the recap. The recap. Uh, I won money. So there you go. That's that's the good part. The bad part is <laughs> they didn't play great. Um, no, the funny thing is, is I shot significantly better the day that I hit it the worst. Oh, from that something. Played little... Southgate for the first time. Didn't have to hit, um, hit, hit like bad enough to where like I had a seven iron in my hand and a three that was over water and about missed the ball. <laughs> <laughs> hit it in the water. <laughs> so hit it okay, not great. That's a lot out there. Made some birdies. Um but was in okay position. Yeah. Next day, but hit the driver. Like the driver was struggle bus big mm. time. And that one I figured out a little bit the next day. But the putter, and we'll get into this. We've got putter methodology, which leads to it. But putter uh, Bloomington Country Club in St. George could not yeah. for the life of me. Reed greens, but they're a little yellow. I don't mm. know if that had anything to do with it. And yeah. was actually talking to one of um, the guys that I played with, uh, Joe Summerhays. Yeah. Son of I know former PGA champions player, Bruce Summerhays. Um, but he's like, he's like, if you don't play a lot, he's like, you actually have to still work on and it and it's true you have to work on reading grades right it just there's still something to it but oh yeah there but i'd watch and because i think they were a little yellow right just a little dormant you wouldn't see the subtleties and so you'd have a putt coming from about the same direction on the other side and it would just do something just a little bit different coming back the other way. Yeah. Um, so that was happening a little bit. So the putter was oh, just yeah. not, not, not working for me. That, that, 
that's the hardest thing on like yellow greens, right? And and the reality is, is the grass just doesn't bounce back the way it would if it was full of like water and life and vibrancy. (laughs) And so if you've got greens that are still recovering from the off season, you know, you have people that walked on it that morning and those footsteps are like still going to be there in the afternoon. So it actually rolled pretty good. It just didn't quite do. I was over reading it a little bit. Yeah. Um, But then just hitting something, I'm just like, how does it not do that? Or how did it go that way? Whatever. Just, not the best of putting days, uh, but the driver was a little bit better, which is good signs. So mm-hmm. getting that a little bit back. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, cash to check. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and it was good for me because Under Armour sponsored it. Hey. It was a sponsor. Um, so I got to speak in front of the crowd at the nice. annual, annual meeting, which I keep nice. it short and sweet. Nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing fancy about what I say. Just thanking them, getting out of there, <laughs> right? I'm yeah. not, not big on on speeches, um, but then was able to meet with some clients, which I've been trying to get a hold of. So that's always good too. Um, but fun to get out. First day, I was ready for, you know, saying it was like 40 degrees when we teed off or 30, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, by the sixth hole, I was down to short sleeves. So nice. It was like, nice. Then the next day, I'm like, I'm not going, right? I'm just going to wear a, a longer sleeve jacket that I'll probably peel after two holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's good. Um, but should be playing some golf this week as well. Hopefully. Awesome. Um, but let's get into golfers who know what they're doing a little bit more than I do. <laughs> let's do it. Do that. Um, the Gorn Ferry in Bogota, Colombia. Brandon Matthews wins the Astra Golf Championship. Astra? Astra? Astara? Astara. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brandon Matthews wins that. Uh, looks like it was a good day for scoring all the way around, you know, just holds, hold serves one shot lead going in or wait, I'm just trying to see here. It was probably tied for the lead. He was tied for the lead. He actually, no, he was. Uh, one back it looks like as he gets up by three yeah he's one back shoots a 66 Ryan McCormick shoots a 66 and he gets the job done yeah 20 19 under over four days I mean just solid solid golf and um that's pretty crazy like the traveling that that kind of takes a toll on you I know they typically plan these to where you're jumping down southward to get to these locations as you're playing different tournaments, but Colombia is a very long way away. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they keep it in, in Central America <laughs> and yeah, for the first little bit, right? They, yeah. they stay south of the border for the first, first few 
which tournaments of the year. I I love I love that. It, yeah. it like it makes the Corn Ferry Tour like more of a global tour than the PGA, PGA Tour. A, a little bit. Yeah. We're gonna get. Wait, we can't. This will be the third week in a row. Yes, we know. Everybody, just so you know, there should be a global tour. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I've actually had this conversation like three times this week. Yeah. <laughs> this week, between this week and last week. So um, it would be fun. Like I said, it, it would be fun to have it. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Only problem is, is none of these are televised. So we don't get to see a darn thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, congrats to him. We did have four, no, three, sorry, three guys with Utah ties um playing in bogota this week peter quest byu graduate patrick fishburn fishburn byu graduate and yeah. daniel summerhays byu graduate byu graduate there's a theme there in utah totally uh, breaks my heart a little bit as a utah fan <laughs> um but they have a great program right yeah. Um, so Peter Quest finishes P45. Actually, sit, shoots a solid 67 final round to move up 16 spots. Patrick Burn drops a few spots, but ends up T54. And then Daniel Summerhays misses the cut. Um, so, but nice it's to see the, those guys going when up. When you look at the finishes and you're like ah tied for 45th tied for 54th i'll tell you what making the cut in the corn ferry tour that's a big deal yeah like he's, getting he's the rhythm, keep doing it yeah yeah <clears throat> so i mean that's a huge huge deal you're just showing a level of consistency with pretty much the second tier best players in the world and I mean, what is it like? Twenty-five of these guys were on the PGA Tour last year, <laughs> so it's like um, this is a solid, solid tournament. And to be, you know, some some of these guys, it's your first year playing professionally, like uh, with Quest uh, officially, and then Patrick. I think this is like his third third year, but that's um, that's really cool to see those guys making cuts. So let's keep it going. Yeah, like I said, if they can just keep keep that up i mean it'd be huge for those guys right and i think they're both going to get some playing time fishburn obviously he just barely missed out i mean i say barely but he was top 50 yeah uh, last year so he's he's good to go um peter quest i can't remember exactly where he finished in q school so he's got some time and I think Danny's going to pop on and off there. And then we do have, we do, there is a guy that has some status on the corn ferry that is from Utah. Kyler Dunkel um, did not play this week. So my guess is he'll start getting, when they get into the, the States, he'll get some. Yeah. Get some starts, but it'll be fun to see, see and follow those guys. But yeah, they just, you've got to, Right now, right, Peter Quest is, is like, I've just got to keep making cuts, right? I've yep. got to get making cuts and put myself in position. Same with Fishburn. You're making cuts, put, putting himself in, in positions. 
because yep. you just have to get to that point where you give yourself a chance um, on, you know, coming down the last five tournaments of the year to try to bump into that top 25, right, to get your card because you just, you just need that chance. So good to see those guys do that. Uh, now moving up from south of the border to across the pond. Yeah. Uh, in the Arab Emirates, uh, the DP World Tour, which, come on, guys. It's about time you actually go to just create your own website that's DP World Tour. Quit mooching off of the European Tour. Com. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't want to lose all of their seniority by changing their URL. It's an yeah. SEO thing. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> It's no big deal. No big deal. Um, but so did, did we ever come to a consensus on, I think I heard I heard him say it, but I think it's the Ross Ah Kama, Kaima Classic. I, Kaima. I like Kaima. that. I like Kaima. that. We're going to go with Kaima. It may be completely wrong if it offends anybody, so what? I don't know how to say it. Um, but Ryan Fox dominates. Five-shot win. Just, you know, keeps it there, just runs away with it. Had a six-shot lead to start. So just was in control. I watched a few shots on on Sunday, and he just had it in control. Like from the opening tee shot, didn't have to do, do much. Just had to not absolutely choke it up to win. Um, but the Saudi tour. Ooh, we're, coming, the, we're coming back to the global tour thing again. The rumors. The, the rumors. rumors. So, yeah, this was exciting. I saw a couple blips on this pop up on Instagram. Um, one, I saw a pretty prominent golf uh, uh, golf uh, Instagram page say that Bryson and Phil are rumored to join. Like, that's that's pretty crazy. So... Are they going well? I don't think Phil has any issues with jumping shit from the PGA no. Tour. The Bryson I, one, I mean, look at this, is a little bit, but we talked about it a little bit when we did it, right? Yeah, you're, you're still getting your points, right? Yeah, you're still getting your OG official golf world ranking points, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't, they're not going to be as much, so it's going to be harder to get to world number one, but you'll still get to play in all four majors. Oh, oh yeah. And world part. golf championships. World golf championships, unless the only thing that I could see happening is if somehow they get in cahoots with those things and well, jury rig you, points. You you miss out on on this. You miss out on the tour championship mm-hmm. and potential FedEx Cup, but that's just money when you really get down to it, right? Right. Uh you miss out on the players championship. 
because you've got to be on the tour to get to the players. And then you, um, you just miss out on money, potential money, because PGA Tour events, you can win a lot. But for a guy like Phil, technically, he's Champions Tour. And yep. he is 100% qualified and exempt to the Champions Tour until he's like 105. So it doesn't really matter. Right. He can play that all he wants based on his prior record. Yeah. And the dude still wants to play with the young guys and he could go out and have a fun time competing with maybe a slightly lesser category of player, but get a huge paycheck. Like, oh, yeah. was he going to get to the tour championship, the playoffs and get a FedEx cup spot? Probably not, but guess what? He signs a hundred million dollar contract. Who cares? Like, it's just so, money. And I haven't looked into it in- enough is what's the terms how many years yeah i mean there might be a contract there but you're gonna ask a guy who just wants to play competitive golf to play competitive golf for a couple of years like and that's but i'm just saying right if you look at it okay is it is that a five-year deal so 20 million a year Mm -hmm. even if it's a five-year deal 20 million a year that's phenomenal Who's making twenty million a year on the PJ Tour? Buddy, oh, wait. no. Unless you're the win the Tour Championship, you are not making and, twenty million a year. Yeah, and you get the FedEx Cup when you get the ten million, and it's, it's not even 15, money that you it's win. Fifteen million. It's a it's an annuity, so it's, it's yeah, like, yeah, whatever. But yes, and I don't know if we talked about this before, but. The easy solution for the PGA Tour is to pull their heads out of their butt and either right figure out a way because they've already done a little bit with the DP World Tour, or they're having co-sanctioned events. Uh-huh. But figure out a way with the Asian Tour, right? Kiss and make up with Greg Norman, whatever you need to do, <laughs> right? Do the do the World Tour, or just be like, okay, guys, you can go play because really all they, they want them to play is they want the, them to play those 10 Saudi events. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where they want them to play, right? So you're like, okay, guys, you can go play these 10 events, but and we're going to do it if you're in here. You still have to play 18, 19 events on the PGA Tour. So if you're willing to do that, to then you'll still qualify for the, the tour championship. You'll still qualify for the FedEx Cup. You'll still qualify. Because the one thing that they do lose that as well, that's maybe the bigger thing is, is they would lose access to the Ryder Cup. You yeah. know, have to be a PGA Tour member or whatever um, on that. Yeah. So there's they, potential. They have, but if you do that, then you get both, right? You get them playing over here. You get them playing over there. Uh-huh. Let them get their money. You keep, keep them happy. But the PJ Tour, and Phil made some valid points. The, the players own zero of their own footage. Yeah. And they can't get access to it. They would have to pay the tour probably to, hey, I want <laughs> access to my shot data or my sh- film footage, right? Yeah. Okay, that'll be, you know, this, right? 
because the PGA Tour is notorious for like shutting down people's social media accounts and blocking stuff because they have video from a a tour event. It's, It's crazy. And you're like, are you kidding me? So, I mean, I get that. So there's some some things there, but there's a way to make it work. Right? In, yeah. It just, you're, it just feels gonna pay. more like a, it's more of like a, it's not a, a game of getting to a, a, a area of compromise. It's more just a pissy match. They're just mm-hmm. like stubborn as heck. And people are looking at dollar signs rather than looking to grow the game. To well, me, this is just stunting. But well, we'll they realize that they realize if they if they did this, there's there is there would be more money to be made if they weren't idiots and like we have to compete. We're competing. Now yeah. let's combine forces, be like freaking Boltron and yeah. Right? All together, they're way more powerful than each individual piece. <laughs> well, we'll we'll I, see. But I mean, this is promising. This is just stirring the pot. The Saudi tour, and and uh, I heard another rumor that at least seven other players. I don't know if they're big players, but seven other players rumored to to make the switch. And I'm not saying this kind of popped up out there on the Instagrams, but Charlie Charlie Hoffman. You know, like what a great opportunity for like a B player with a good name to yeah. go get some guaranteed cash and go play, right? But did, like, did it pop up that he was because he blasted the PGA Tour this yeah, week? Oh, he blasted them on this on this ruling. It was more so the USGA and the well, PGA Tour the ruling, yeah. And he says he would have said it different or gone about it different, but everybody says that when they put their foot in their mouth. But um, well, the thing about it is, is he didn't back down like they asked him again, and he went, yeah, like he said the same thing. And the way it was, yeah, it's 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 dumb. You put it in play. He didn't touch it, right? I don't know. He's already been penalized, yeah. and I think he was just saying, like, why is that? It where it's at. Where you have to drop mm-hmm. right that it's yeah you're dropping the, in a spot was, where it's sloped enough that it's gonna roll back in no matter yeah, what yeah it was a it was a bad place to it was just a bad paint line and like honestly usually they're pretty good about that stuff on tour but maybe the guy just didn't get his coffee that morning when he walked the line and <laughs> painted it too close or whatever but I don't know. yeah i but anyways i like a, a player like Charlie Hoffman or uh, another guy that's consistently in like the top forties, but he's not winning something. Right. Maybe it's a, um, what's his name? This ain't no hobby. Like, oh, uh, Kevin or even a, <laughs> Kevin Kisner or like yeah. a Kev, uh, a nah, Kevin Nah. So Kevin, you get Kevin these nah players or, that, um, Harmon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so many good players out there that just don't have what the guys that are winning have, right? And that they could have a great career somewhere else, but it's a guaranteed cash, right? If you're on the cusp of making the tour, but you got a good name and you're going to get a guaranteed like 10 million to play for two years, 
Um, 10 million over two years is a dang good career on the PGA tour. That's a lot of top tens. And then you're going to go play in right against that. Right. Depending on what it is. You're, yeah. You're going to win another couple million probably. Yep. So that's yeah. like to me, like if, yeah, if I was in one of those B ranked spots a little bit further down on the pecking order, man, I would be chomping at the bit. It would definitely be a possibility. Oh, show. Um, <laughs> but like I said, you just like they've got to look at it as not like not competing. Like, and the thing about it is that the more that like I look into this and I look at how a lot of really successful people like they start off in competition mode but once you get in there and a lot of really well established really wealthy people they don't care like they want to help people succeed and they don't it's not a competition thing it's like hey i can succeed you can succeed there's plenty of room out there for everybody to succeed right like I said, if they combine forces, it's there's a possibility of of it being right. If they all join forces, you're there's no chance they lose, right? Who's gonna come over if you've got a global tour? All these kind of wars figure out a way to make it work. It's a world tour. There's nobody that's going going to compete with that and there's obviously money in it elsewhere right dp mm-hmm. puts it in it right dp world gets it into the takes over the european tour and uses money pj tour we all know that they're making money right saudi tour comes in and whatever the name of the group is right they're throwing some big cash Okay, you start letting those merge. I mean, as a limit, it could be awesome. It could be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. Well, I I just pulled up this article and it said one guy who uh, did this interview. His name's Cameron Hickok. He revealed on a podcast that a lot of big names will join the Saudi league. He said 17 players, not seven, 17. So that's that's pretty interesting to see that start to unfold. Yeah, it could be amazing. Something big happening. Um, yeah, I said it. I think it forces their hands. Um, oh yeah, it forces their hands for sure, and pretty awesome. I love it when things get stirred up, <laughs> especially if it's to make it better, right? And there's some some things, and right, and I, like I said, I had a recent. 
career path change, right? Still mm-hmm. involved a little, right, in a little bit with my former thing and our relationship is good, but it seems like there's some stuff in motion that's really good from it. And right, whether it's right, the split was not the easiest thing for that, but it seems like some things are in motion that are going to make it even better. Right. Yeah. On that end. So it's like, okay, sometimes I think change has to happen for growth. So I'm like, and I'm excited as heck for them. Right. I'm like, that's awesome. Right. If it took me leaving for this to, to like, get going to where we saw it going, but we were just kind of stagnant in what we were doing. Yeah. Right. But I think that's kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, can you come in here and shake it up? And just as long as it's not right, the PGA tour doesn't start going, I'm going to take my ball and go home (laughs) and starts going, "Hmm, what can we do better? Right. And at some point, it's the same thing and same thing with Greg Norman. The reason that they, this group hired Greg Norman is because Greg Norman tried to do a global tour before, right. And has had some issues with the BGA tour. Yeah. But the dude, as far as a businessman is. Uh, Oh, super, super smart. So, yeah, he's, He's brilliant, a great negotiator as well. So, <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, some of the good things will will come out of it. But, um. So yeah, getting into that, obviously, I don't know. Bryson's been MIA because hurt his wrist, whatever. Um, but the PGA Tour, the WM Phoenix Open which I think they're sticking with that and not going waste management anymore. Oh. Um, when I was listening to, I think it was like the CEO and they're, it's just WM now. You can't call it the wasted management anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to call it the Weston Mon open. There you go. It's, it is. They took your, they took your WM buddy. Uh, I'm just some naming rights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How dare they? But uh, local guys, Preston Summer Hayes. I say local. Um, Utah claims him. He was here for a long time. Preston Summer Hayes, ASU freshman, gets a sponsor's exemption. Play solid, misses the cut. Um, but another Utah in the field, Tony Finau, also misses the cut. Yeah, lots um, of missed cuts. Lots of missed cuts. It hasn't been the best start to this to 2022 for, for Finau. Hopefully he can get that back on track. Um, but the person that we want to talk about right now is – Believe, Scotty Kepler. Although the gala, oh yeah, really say say he 
the gala. Like, dude got a sponsor's exemption in to the to the event. Um, showed well, but he'd been yeah. playing, he'd been playing pretty good because he was. I think it was uh, at Tory. He was close, right? Was it at Tory the farmers or was it the, yeah, one of the last two turns? He's so he's been playing good. So he'll obviously get to play this week because of his mm-hmm. his finish. But loved watching him play because he's got some got a little bit of swagger to him, which is it's kind of fun to watch. He's got some personality. Um, him and him, so Thagala, Scheffler, and Kepka playing in the final group. You got Thagala and Scheffler that. They just swing their swings, right? They just do do it and do, and totally. do it. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, but Scheffler gets hot down the stretch. Four of his last six, I was watching, and I was like, "Oh, he's not. Oh, <laughs> oh, there he is!" All of a sudden, he birdies sixteen. He's one back. Birdie seventeen. He's tied for the lead. And you're like, "Where did you come from? You just kind of snuck up on everybody." Mm. Um, so he ties it, hits one in right before that. Can't lay, hits one in close. This is on 18. Scheffler hits one in close. This is one on 18. Um, they go into a playoff. Um, See, so he had a chance. It's a really good. Um, he's got a two hybrid that he turns down to 16 degrees. Mm. Hits a little cut, hits the down slope, kicks left and forward, goes into the water on 17, doesn't get up and down. Makes a really good up and down on 18, so he ends up one back. But Cantley and Scheffler go into a playoff. They both part of the first two holes, and then Scheffler runs in a – I had to have been, what, 20, 25 feet from the front of the green – and then Cantley has one in closer and just runs it on the edge. And Scheffler gets his first win. Yeah. That was big. It was really about time, <laughs> to be honest. Because didn't Steph know? Was Scheffler a rookie last year or the year before? This was the year before, right? Scheffler? Because I think he won the rookie of the year without winning a turn. Taking a look. But yeah, no, I mean, just no. Um, I think I can't remember. I think Scheffler was edged out by somebody who won for the rookie of the year. Um, but it was only a matter of time. Butter was on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, the last day, she had 62 67 to come from well back. To, to get the W um, on that. Yeah, the, put, the putter really was the story. I mean, from a stats perspective, he led the field in putts per green regulation at 1.66, which is phenomenal, by the way. And then ranking second for the week in strokes gained putting at plus 6.49. So I, the, the winning score, obviously, minus 16. Um, a lot of guys under par. Um, There's so, a lot of guys like in the mix. There's a lot of guys yeah, bunched up. A lot of guys in the mix. So to be 
plus 6.49 strokes gained over the week. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, That's really, really good. So he's just making a lot of putts and that really is a putter's course. No lies about it. Like you got to hit greens, obviously, but um, you know, Scotty, he only averaged 77% for greens and reg over the week. So but he did That's make a not, lot of birdies uh, on his last two days. Yeah. <laughs> well, he made a lot of birdies in the last four holes. Turns out he birdied four of his final six holes in, in his closing 67. So he really wasn't in the mix until <laughs> the last four holes when he just came out of nowhere, um, which is pretty crazy. But um, talking about birdies, the dude made 17 birdies over his final 36 holes in regulation. Yeah, Think about yeah. that. If you, if I told you, hey, you're going to play two rounds of golf and you are going to birdie 50% of those holes, like, how would you take that? Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. And so that's just phenomenal golf when you're birdieing half the holes you play on the weekend. And, uh, um, definitely put him in a good spot. And that was, you know, definitely part to a 62 on Saturday and then a 67. So putting was the key, just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, good for him, man. Is yeah. Like I said, it was fun to watch. Like I said, he come out, comes out of nowhere. And like I said, he's got kind of moves all over. Right. And it, mm-hmm. Gets it, uh, gets it done, but like I said, his swing's kind of all over the place. <laughs> it, it, it really is, um, but it's it's super fun to watch because he moves the ball, makes really good contact. You know, most of the time it's uh, off balance, but. Like I said, it's it's fun to watch guys anymore. They just they kind of go through and they just swing their swing and they just as long as they're getting it to where it needs to be in impact, mm-hmm. that's all that's all that matters. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll throw out some hot takes on this anyways. I feel like hot take i know i feel like if a if a swing coach if you look at all the students to a particular swing coach and all those students are swinging the same way that's to me they're not teaching um they're not teaching an optimal swing for that individual they're just teaching a technique like to me that's just not how you you teach golf uh, and there's some there's some spots that you want to get into, right? Oh yeah. If you can get them into, but you have to let some of the natural tendencies of a person lead lead oh, through. Totally. Right? It has to be their swing. It can't be right the swing. <laughs> yeah, that's that like so, and that was kind of part of the tiger craze. Like that was really tough on a lot of guys. Everybody wanted to swing like Tiger, but you just, you couldn't because you weren't built like Tiger. And um, 
from a technique perspective even. And that's why I love looking at some of these older swings. Like you look at Arnold Palmer. Oh man. But even like like you look at Jack, Jack's is good, but it's still his Lee Trevino. Trevino's is his. Sam Sneed's is Johnny's is his Tom Watson. Like none of these guys really, they didn't force their swings to turn into something else by any means. And that's what was amazing. And, but that's why I say, let it, let it happen. And if you do run across a teacher who's teaching everybody to do the same thing, then just beware. <laughs> that's my hot take on swing theory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, butter was great. So before we get into the, what's on the, what's in the bag, obviously the, Waste management, WM, whatever they want to call it now. Yeah. It's a party, right? Oh. My daughter had a friend who was there, and she's like, well, there's people who don't even know what's going on, right? Like, they don't. Right? They're just there. And she was, she was in, in reference to like girls in like short skirts and high heels that are walking around the grass. And it's, it's just not proper. Like whatever, wear uh, the shirt or skirt, but you want to wear something you can actually walk around in if you're gonna yeah. walk. Um well but I'm gonna get some I mean, party. There's before... it gets people in there, it's it's the happy Gilmore. So uh, here's the thing. Tournament. The the real question is this, and this popped up on social media, and people are very contrasting their opinions. And obviously, we're going to throw ours out there, yep, because we have nobody to tell us otherwise. And this is our podcast, so yep. Let me tell you. Let me ask: Does what happened at the WM Open, the whole entire tournament, does it help grow the game of golf? It brings attention to the game of golf. Yeah, brings attention. <laughs> I didn't ask that. Does it help grow the game? So if it put puts eyes on it, there's going to be a few people who want to play, right? They're like, oh, this is a fun game. I've never been to it, so I don't know what goes on in there. Right? It's a, it's a party. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it breaks up what a lot of people think about golf and puts a different light on it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think is good because a lot of the other tournaments are so can get stuffy oh, a yeah. little bit. <clears throat> so I, I don't have a, a problem with it. Obviously when you put it in an environment like that, you're going to get some people that get out of control. Yeah. Well, well, I let's contrast this right yeah. to one of the most prestigious and honored and hollowed courses and events, the Masters. Right? Like to me, that is the pinnacle of how the golf tournament should be run. There's things that they do to help grow the game, and it doesn't involve throwing beer bottles onto a green. Okay. To me. If you ask me right now, if a dad brings his son to the masters or a dad brings his 18 year old 
you know, both of these kids never golfed. Let's just play it that way. They bring him to the Masters and they bring him to the Waste Management Open on 16 to throw and pound back some pound back some beers or whatever. I'm going to tell you right now that the guy that went to the Masters is going to have a newfound love for golf and it's going to stick with him and he's going to have that experience and he'll pro- he'll most likely continue to play golf for the rest of his life. And the guy that goes the waste down it, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, right. maybe not. There's- but I'm going to say the percentage is higher on the guy that went to the Masters with his kid. True statement. I, I think it's a fair statement. And I, fair and statement. Do I? It's. It, do, I don't think they don't it try goes, to be the master. They don't try to no, be the master. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm talking about growing the game, right? Yeah. Is it really growing the game when you go to one of the most notorious party locations, party schools, by the way, colleges, yes. Yes. and throw a golf tournament? And you build a stadium specifically for that reason, um, and yeah. you do that. But but then on conversely, the master says no commercials. So you get golf all the time and we will record and post for free every swing on the golf course of every single player so that you can watch all the golf to your desire. That to me is like so much greater of an effort to grow the game than building a stadium for a bunch of people at 6 a.m. that are chanting like, let's go slam some beers and, you know, just fight songs and whatever, just waiting for the gates to open so they can get to that stadium and ah. <sighs> is it entertain it's, it's highly entertaining, entertaining. it's it entertaining. so entertaining like you never would get the experience that, that we saw this year um they were somewhat reserved in the past but this year with the hole in ones and just everybody going nuts ones, that's chip that's in. an you oh. Harry, Harry Higgs and Joel Damon take <laughs> off their shirts. Dude, Bobby Jones would roll over in his grave. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure he did. But the thing about it is, is so I'll I'll put it this way. Yes, it probably if you're going the game right, the Masters is is like the tournament that you want. Yeah. But as, but as far as WM making their tournament something that works. Yeah. Right. They're like, okay, we've got this because it got nuts when Tiger Woods in 97, 97. Yeah. Was it 97 was when we made his first one? and last time he played. <laughs> um, was it his last time? I think it was. Double check that. But I mean, it it happened back then without a stadium. Like it was, it was berserk. That right? I mean, the crowds or have always been there, yes. but the type of reaction, like they needed at least twenty people to probably come out with trash bags to clean up. And this is exaggeration, yeah, but they were, they were ready. No, they there was probably 20, 20 maybe more. <laughs> they knew, <laughs> but but they knew. Right, and they were efficient, and they got it. Oh, they got but it. But like that, that was insane. And it, I'll be honest, like I got to see it; it was really cool. I thought that was pretty amazing to see. It's but a, I, you can't look me in the face with straight eyes and just say this helps grow the game of golf. <laughs> it, to me, it doesn't. 
was it entertainment? Yes, 100% entertainment. But so is WWF wrestling, which we all know is not real. And it's still entertainment. It's um, WWE. So, can't, it's not the World Wildlife, World Wildlife Foundation. Sorry. I'm stuck in like 1986. But <laughs> uh, anyways, th- that to me is the contrast between these two you know, tournaments and the, the emphasis. Is it entertainment? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it different? Yes. Is it its own brand? A hundred percent. Keep so, it. That, and that's fine. Like I said, I watch like, like I said, the first couple of rounds, maybe not, but like I watched a little Saturday, but Sunday, I watched every shot on Sunday mm-hmm. of both tournaments for mm-hmm. different reasons, <laughs> right? Different reasons for watching the masters and right. Different reasons for watching. Obviously one's a major, one of them's right. The WM, but I, I people's totally open. Right. I, <laughs> you asked me the question, does it grow the game? And I said, it brings attention to it. That should yeah. give you all that you need to know. Exactly. Well, like I said, I don't know if what they're doing, they're, they're not right. They, they have some things that are games in that, but it's, it's not, it's a party. And I want to go just once, just to experience Why the madness. Um, but yeah, that's our thoughts. That's our thoughts. It's, it's not growing the game. It's definitely entertaining. It's, it's just a party. It's an, it's a gladiator arena. And that's all it's going to ever be. I think it's freaking cool though. Question but, is, you get to 16, are you hitting the green? Well, Jordan Spieth would. He's a hundred percent since 2003. But um, as that for is. me, I, I did see a I'll tell you two stories. I did see a stat that a 10 handicap, which is not me, but a 10 handicap, his scatter chart on like a thousand shots was all over the place and there was a large number of them in the grandstands so <laughs> it is a 132 yard hole but uh, i have for the final day it was 120 no or was the it final longer? day it was it was 34 yards longer than oh they then round three okay um, so yeah but even the, even that i think of the final days it was there everybody was hitting anywhere from like eights and nines yeah. So oh, he, yeah. Dave. So he, so he, like, all hit a pitching wedge on the final day, and I think they were talking about it. And I, his, him and his caddy were, they're like, uh, I think you dude's got some adrenaline. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna stick this in his hands. They totally mixed it up. Yeah. Day three, one twenty four. Day four, one seventy eight. Yeah. So oh, much 54. longer hole. So um, at one seventy eight, am I hitting the green? I don't know what my green in regulation percentage is at 178. At 122, uh, I I put money on myself down in Vegas at Bally High to to hit the island green to double my money. So that one I was very confident with. Yeah, but did you have 40,000 drunk idiots? (laughs) No. Nope. I just had an open lake and three hecklers. No. Um, But at 178, man, that's that's a tough green to hit. I'd say mm-hmm. the PGA Tour average of hitting a green at 178 from a tee box is probably around 50, maybe 56%, something like that. 
I don't know. I have to run the numbers, but it's not very high. So I can't remember. So somebody was talking about it and they were like, you know, what does it feel like? And I don't remember what it felt most was actually. It was pretty funny. And he said something that it was just like, um, oh, no, he goes. He was like, drink two. He's like, shotgun two Red Bulls. <laughs> And then something and and run a mile and he's like and then get up to the tee and try to hit the green he's like that's what that feels like oh jeez it was something just like because you get right the energy within that that stadium yeah right? the noise and everything else he's like just the get your heart rate just jumping but, oh totally. Okay, now let's get into the geeky stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's let's dive in. So, uh, what's in the bag for Scotty Scheffler? Um, this is good stuff. So, TaylorMade Stealth Plus gets a win this week. So, I like to highlight when new clubs hit the market and players that are not required to play golf clubs uh, throw them in the bag and win with them. So, well, that's a change because he usually he doesn't. Didn't he play, wasn't he with the ping driver prior? I have no idea what he was gaming. I think he might have been a tailor-made guy because I know he'd always been playing tailor-made irons. But um, he, I think he was a Nike guy too because he's got this Nike VR Pro 3 wood. He, he was been in the bag. Well, no, because how long has he been on tour? Because he couldn't have been a Nike guy coming out because Nike had... Um, I'm going to see because I want to say that he had uh, let's see yeah I can't I'd have to look back at the the histories of of his what's in the bags but he's got the uh He's got this old Nike VR three wood that's been in the bag forever, forever, forever. He was, he was playing it. Well, he, at one point he played the G 400 and I think that's what he played for a while. Yeah. But it, he still has, still has the same three wood. Um, so this is late 2020 is what's in the bag it was the G 400 LST is the VR Pro 3-Wood Limited thing. Same utility iron, the Strix on the U85. And then yep. uh, he did switch his 4-iron from the 785 to the ZX7. And then his irons. So, yeah. Um, and, and it looks like he did switch his wedges a little bit. Um, yeah. And his puppet, yeah. actually. Unless is is he still playing the tour? Because this one is a tour rat, so it's nope, it's not the same one. Yeah, it's a different one. It's a different one. So yeah, let's dive in. I mean, let's go through the whole bag because it's so interesting. So he's got the three wood at 13.5 degrees. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a utility iron, the Strixen Z U85. Yep. You ever played one of those? 
Nope, hit one. They're really good. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. And um, then he's got the Strixon ZX7 four iron. Yep. And then he's playing the TaylorMade P7 TWs, Tiger Woods TaylorMade irons, five through pitching wedge in uh, Dynamic Gold X100. So Tiger's irons are still winning on tour, which is pretty darn cool. And um, yeah, I love those irons. I want to set just because they're the TWs. <laughs> um, and and I mean, he's got so many brands already. TaylorMade, Nike, Strixon. And then going to the wedges, he's got title list. So he's got five brands in the bag. And so it, uh, But does he, question is, that all our listeners I know want to know, <laughs> is he playing the infamous 60T? 60T grind? Is he? And the answer is no. no. This week? A 60T grind did not win, which is pretty rare because it's got like a 60% chance of winning <laughs> so far. Um, but this time, um, still a Vokey though. So yep. the guy had SM8s in the bag and he had a 5012F grind, a 5614F grind, and a 6006K grind. And that's a very, uh, that's a custom grind. That's from Wedgeworks. Yeah, it's called Wedgeworks. a low bounce K. Um, he's been dabbling in grinds like that. The grind he was playing before then, Stardison. September 2021, was an A grind. Which but is, did he do that? And before in 2020, he actually had um, an Artisan Golf 60 degree. Doesn't show what the bounce was on it, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the guy has a unique grind on his wedges for sure. At least and from March 2021 and September 21, he's still playing the A grind all last year. So, and my guess is there's a few modifications to that 5614 too. Yeah. He's probably got heel relief on there. Yeah, there's probably something special. Probably a little bit of trail edge relief on there. Is It's just speculation i haven't seen his bag um did they show it i actually i haven't looked at w golf i didn't look at golf wrx to actually see I'm the pictures at some older bags um just to see some wedge pictures i don't think anything see anything special about the 56 degree grind um just that his 60 is the one that gets fancy um and low bounce k is a pretty cool grind uh it's great for um bunkers and the reason is is it, it helps it lets you get into those tight spots when you're on the fairway nipping it desert golf just like down in scottsdale it's great for that but when you get in these nice nice bunkers with really fluffy sand um the second you open up a k grind there's a ton of sole on that thing there's no trailing edge relief maybe a little bit just from the camber of the sole but when you open that up, you've got so much effective bounce that it's going to pop the ball straight out. And right. so um, really good grind for those particular scenarios. It gives you the ability to get into some tight lies and, um, and then open it up for some really big bounce. Not much of a floppers club by any means, yeah. um, but that's probably a good thing for a lot of us out there. Get a 60 degree that doesn't let you flop. So you just never hit flops. And guess what? Your scores will probably drop. We have been telling him to get the, the T grind and try it. 
but we have done that with this with disclaimers that we have done that disclaimer (laughs) yeah but looking at that picture in the 2021 it does look like there's a little bit of trail edge relief on one of his irons but it's not a great picture so hard to see but i mean that's that's pretty well balanced bag i mean he knows what he wants knows what he likes and then the putter oh man this thing's a beauty if you get a chance to see the scotty cameron special select timeless tour type so this essentially has the shape of the current special select Mm-hmm. So that's that's the shape you're going to look at. So if you wanted to see what uh, the sees, Newport or the Newport two, Newport two, two, Newport two. So the more square, yeah, more squarish. It's a pretty round, squarish putter. Yeah, but it's, um, it's a little bit longer. Is it a little bit longer than the Newport? Here's the just the round roundness of it make just the Newport look it, smaller. It, I think it's, it's a touch longer. It's a touch longer toe. from heel to toe. It's a touch thinner from face to trailing edge, um, but it is the shape of the special select. So if you pick one up um, at your local golf shop, a special select Newport, you will see the same thing he sees. In fact, mm-hmm. he does the same thing, the line in the flange. Um, that's the unique thing about this line this year is that the guys on tour are pretty much playing the same thing as what's available on retail with the exception of the materials and whatnot um and so this is a blank head that scotty's got and if you've seen it he has a circle t stamped in the cavity with the name scotty and then some dancing diamonds six of them stamped into the back with a black paint flange line um so if you've seen them you've seen them they're good looking putters so um he's something that he freaking rocked the greens with leading the, the field and greens and re- putts per green and regulation and second and strokes gained for the week. So um, when you know what you like, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's like I said, but it awesome with it, especially over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to chatting a little bit before. Yeah. And you're going to do your second release soon ish. Soon-ish. We're not we're not yeah. putting we're not putting dates on anything yet. Um yeah. soonish. Um but we started talking about shafts. Um so I'm gonna get one and I don't know what shaft I want to put in it. Mm-hmm. So we it got us to thinking, okay, well, why don't we do some testing with some different shafts, right? Do a you know, a 370, a 355 tip stepped non-stepped um the la golf shaft graphite butter the stability shaft right we're like okay we should do some testing and just see right if there's like what the differences are but then you felt that the putting methodology that you're going with yeah, is speed control. And so I'll say this, right? A lot of these putter shafts, like the stability one, it's to get, reduce the oscillation of the putter, right? So it stays twisting square. Yeah, it doesn't twist deflection when you hit it. Um, But I will throw to the table if 
you're doing that and you're deflecting, is that going to affect your speed control as well? I mean, well, I will put it this way. You get some of those great putters from the old days, right? Guys who didn't have technology. Okay. They're basically putting with Wilson 8802 blades, Ben Crenshaw, Jack Nicholas, these guys born and bred on bullseyes and whatever. A very common tactic when putting downhill was to putt off the toe of your putter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you would effectively be very far off from the center. You would have really poor yeah. MOI and yeah, poor energy transfer. It. Yeah. it dampens the, the actual role and, and energy transfer, thus making your speed control better on downhill putts. And that was and a very common tactic. There, and it and, actually is, there's a few guys. I mean, Brooks does it a little bit, but he does it on a lot of his putts. Yeah. Um, but there's still guys who do it a little bit if they know that they need to take some speed off mm -hmm. they'll they'll move it off off center oh yeah I'd, I'd say there are more players are accustomed doing it on wedge shots they know that they'll get a dead shot off the high toe of their club or just the toe itself and they'll hit those pitch shots mm -hmm. in those regions of their club to get the club to do what they want it to do so but for the putter you know here's everything against stability and what all that stuff. And here they've got these shafts, old shafts, old heads hitting off the toe on purpose. <laughs> um, and then furthermore, old school putters, things have changed from a club building perspective. And I think this is really important to get into the overall weight of putters has gone up dramatically over the last 20 years. Uh, before then the overall weight was very consistent. And, and what we're talking about is head weight, shaft weight, and grip weight. Uh, as bigger grips have become more custom and people have liked getting shorter putters, what's happening is you're counterbalancing the putter a ton. And as you, as you cut it short, the head doesn't feel as heavy as it could. Right. And so you now are adding extra weight on a shorter shaft on a traditional head weight you won't feel that thing. It'll feel like there's no head on the end of the stick because of the balance point. There's nothing changing with the weight of the putter. The, the putter is still maybe like 310 to 330 grams, but because the way it's built, you don't feel the balance point the way it was. So putter heads needed to increase in weight as shafts got shorter. And then you need to increase even more as grips got heavier. And, and so now you've got putter heads that are some 60 to 70 grams heavier than putter heads were 20 years ago. And when you start to add all that crap together, <laughs> you now have shafts that don't, that aren't as stiff as they used to be. Right. Because of the head weight on there. And that's where the whole, the, the shaft stiffness and rigidity stability shafts, that's where that all came from is the shafts just couldn't sustain what was being built and put on the club anymore and so they had to develop new stability shafts to accommodate but guess what as you develop those shafts that are more stable they're also heavier so now you've got a putter that's you know 
scores, if not 50, 60 grams heavier in total overall weight, maybe even a hundred grams heavier um, because of the way it's built. And so it kind of changes the whole dynamic of what putting used to be. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of the history of it, where did it all come from? But as we dive into like what I think is most pertinent, and this is where you were at this week. Um, I don't care if a putter stays online. I do not care if a putter stays online. Yes, it's important, right? Hit your line, work on that, practice that. But I want to make sure that after every putt from 100 feet to three feet, (laughs) that the ball ends up within one foot. And that that has nothing to do. I mean, for some regard, the line's important in that if you're really far away. But if you're hitting the right speed every single time, that's a game changer. I don't care what putter build you have or whatever, but if you are hitting the right speed every time, you will be one of the best golfers in the world. Yeah, it makes it makes life easier. Um, round my final round, speed control was, especially on like the twenty footer, was awful. Right, so oh. it's just you don't ever. Right, leaving it two and a half feet short, right, is never, never good. And I could just never find this the speeds of the green. Um, and the one time I did, it was one that, like, it was the pin was in a dumb spot because it literally there was a ball marker that was like maybe a foot, just a little bit more than a foot past the hole, and it my ball had about stopped at that point. And got the slope, and I had 25 feet coming back up the hill. And yeah. That's just a dumb placement because it, it was speed wasn't bad, just a bad placement. But right, if you can get the speed control for the most part, right, I'm not going to be offline that much, right? Where I'm now. Right. And it's, and really, if you take any time at all, I mean, you're going to have some higher handicappers are going to misread bots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes more than others. But if they're able to get speed control, they're not going to be off that much. Oh. So if, no, if, no. You, if you're a higher handicapper and you want, to say shot for one look like and just go back and analyze around and go okay how many three putts do they have can guys be honest with yourselves people are like oh I'm a pretty good putter really because uh, last time I watched you play you had like five three putts <laughs> right it they aren't honest with themselves and I look back and I'm trying to I was trying to think I had the one I'm just trying to go back and I don't think I had a ton but I just never gave myself one of them was just not my miss like a eight inch butt (laughs) (laughs) this is about six holes in and I'm like oh my focus is not great right now um but you get to that point and it's right. There's 
if they want to improve, if you get better with your speed control and then really work on speed control and work on three footers, speed oh, yeah. control and three footers, because if your All speed day. control is good and you can make a majority of your three footers, your scores will work. It's right. It's just there. Cause every time most high handicappers have three to four, three putts around. Oh yeah. Like immediately dropping strokes. I, I, if, and this is a pretty bold statement here, even if you are one to two degrees off on your line, if you have great speed control, you will actually still make some of those putts. Unless you're aiming below the hole. (laughs) Are you saying the shorter putts? I I just, it's any putt in general, like, you know what I mean? So say you've got, because when you talk about the break of a putt, say just a 10 footer that might break a foot there, there is an area. Yes. You will make some path. If your speed is good. If your speed is good, you'll still make some. Because then you've got the whole hole. Yeah. Technically to work with. Even if your alignment is off, if you're, if your alignment is perfect, but your speed is off, you have a greater chance of missing all of those putts. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the bottom line because this, you need to have the right speed to drop into it. And if you aim a little high and you have a little bit less speed, it can still dive in. And if you aim a little bit low with more speed, you can still dive it in. And so there's, there's, you know, definitely two ways to make a putt, but, Again, you take a, a really bad aimer with perfect speed and they may have one three putt all day. Yeah. That's it. Cause, yeah, because once you get in there, your aim will drastically improve inside yeah. five feet. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and that's, that's the word of the day or, you know, speed, speed, speed. Go find a way to work on your speed. Um, and obviously if you can have a pretty consistent putt and you're hitting on the same line, that's really going to help mm-hmm. because as your speed control gets better, that's going to be even better, but don't, don't get sold on this hits straighter putts than before. You know, I, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you don't have good speed. Yep. It really, really doesn't. And so that's kind of where I'm at. So I am an old school style putter player i play very traditional specs very light putter head to today's standards you know 330 grams right and i i play a 35.5 inch shaft so it still feels very well balanced um but yeah i'm not um you won't see me in a stability shaft anytime soon (laughs) for any particular reason um i have i've tried them don't get me wrong i've tried them um, but they feel very firm, very rigid. Uh, to me, they take away some of the feel. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy with what I have right now. It's very light, light putter shaft, but it's perfectly suited for what I'm doing right now. So, Right. And like I said, and I am, I putted with it, the stability shaft. And like I said, verdict is still out. I didn't put bad the first two days mm-hmm. but like i said speed control was not great the third day 
So, it'll, like I said, jury's still out on that, whether that stays in, in the bag or not. Um, let's see. Once I get yours, like I said, I putted with my buddy's Circle T that was lighter. Mm-hmm. Just you know, normal steel shaft. I really like the feel of it. So, who knows? Maybe I'll go more traditional. Who knows? I, I think you'll love it. And, and this is what I've noticed about it, too. Um, I, I love to feel every element of it. I mean, that's why I play blades. But with this putter that I've built, I can sit there and roll it. And I can tell you when I hit it high on the face. I can tell you when I hit it low on the face. I can tell you when I hit the sweet spot and it helps me groove my stroke. And when you hit that sweet spot, you can just get the best energy transfer. And so that feedback to me is helping me groove my stroke to get the purest putts and the purest rolls. And um, if you've got technology that masks that, then, you know, it's just, you're not forced to groove your stroke. And, and to me that, that would be a detriment. So that's my two cents. Right. So like I said, I'm still wanting to do some testing just to see. I know I do too. Like I, I want to tip some shafts see, and do some things and go, okay, what is right. And we've got two, right. Two, right. It's us. So, right, it's not going to be exactly scientific, right? You're not taking it. Yeah. That's a big enough sample size, but, right, it'd be interesting to see, right, when you're just going there, you're like, okay, 10-footer, right, you know, or 15, 20-footer, something that gives you enough things that, okay, how's the speed, right? And that that may be our matrix. How's the speed with this, right? And then, okay, how did this feel? did I get a better sense of what was going on with that, that butter so that mm-hmm. I could then hit the proper spot. So, yep. Absolutely. That'll be fun. I'm, I've got a grip of shafts. We could cut up a different ways and butt cut and tip cut and install and, do a fun test. Yeah. yeah, we will do that to, to, <laughs> to come. And we'll do it with we'll do it with the same putter so that it right at least well we'll do yeah, we'll do it with the same putter. We've got yeah, we've got availability to switch out putters. Yeah, well, we can make it happen. We'll do the same putter grip too, so that, that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, you play a small grip. I play a little bit bigger grip, but the Garchin grip isn't super heavy. Yeah. So, um, I, and I, and as we'll for the type grip. of grip, yeah, as long as the weight's pretty much the same, I, I don't see an issue there. No. Well, I think that's it, but we've got some more to come. This should be fun. Yeah. Um, we might have to do it sooner than later, but I don't know if you want to mess with your gamer. <laughs> not, not, yet, not yet not yet but I, I should have something to build here pretty soon that'll be fun yeah so then then we'll get out there and by then a couple few weeks greens will be getting a little bit better too so all right 
that's happening and we'll we'll document and report back but until next time guys thanks for listening and we're out thanks for listening to this episode of birdies and bogeys if you enjoyed what you heard please subscribe leave us a rating and review and until next time have a great week